there, pretties. It's Chrissy. And it's Heather. And a really sweet guy with a deep voice to give you a... Uh, oh, yes. Just a quick warning. Yes, the Chrissy and Heather show contains elements of real life, nostalgia, silliness, deep thinking, and nonsense. If you're averse to any of these ingredients, the Chrissy and Heather show may not be for you. So talk to your doctor and all your friends about this program. Let's get into it. Heather, I want to give our friends at home a little behind the scenes sneaky peeky right now. Um, I want to let them know that the show that they are currently listening to on December 27th was recorded way back on the 16th. Mm -hmm. 11 days ago. Mm -hmm. Yep. Heather and I need vacation too. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the plan is after today, you will actually hear four more shows before you hear about our holidays. We won't be back to tape until the week of the 13th. So you're actually going to hear you're going to hear four more episodes after this. Mm -hmm. But since it is after Christmas, when you hear this, um, I can tell you that we have a major trip planned. We alluded to it on the last show. Um, We are going to Spain. Mm -hmm. I have um, grand visions for how this unveil will go. On Christmas Day, we so, are not going to Spain. You and your children are going. <laughs> yes, to Spain. yes. Okay. Heather's not coming. I'm she, not. She, I don't get to go to Spain. Sorry, sorry, Heather. Okay. So, since you guys are listening to this after Christmas, you are actually listening to it on the day that we are leaving. Um, my vision is that when I have told my children about this, so here's what's going to be happening: we're sitting in front of our fake fire um, on our television. As, right. Yes, uh-huh. Your Yule log. And the Christmas music is playing. And the children are opening their gifts. And, you know, Bing Crosby's singing to us. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. And then as my children start to unwrap their packed, wrapped up suitcases, the music cuts to Ed Sheeran's Barcelona. <laughs> and they say, Mom, you're the best mother ever. Oh, my gosh. You're taking us to going to Barcelona and it's beautiful and it's glorious um that is my that's my expectation of what's I hope going to that happen. happens for you I don't think it's going to <laughs> the why other, not the other day oh man I, I made a big mistake Uh-oh. so I started thinking that maybe it's suspicious that we haven't talked at all about what our plans are for the holiday break so I was like hey guys what should we do over this holiday it's gonna be super boring huh like well yeah whatever I was pulling one of those and I'm like if we could do anything over break, what would we do? Uh-oh. Yeah, right? They said go to Spain. They said go to New York City. Oh. <laughs> and I <laughs> said, oh, that sounds neat. Um, what are some other places that would be fun to go? Like maybe, like Australia or something. And they're like, yeah, you know, the Australia's that, that'd be cool, you know, but that's more of a, you know, we're thinking about that for the summer. Like, you know, they're, they're planning. And I said, what about like Spain? And they were like, yeah, not very Christmassy. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you blew it. Yeah. So um, I've been trying to ramp stuff up this week with, you know, talking about how beautiful. Well, you know, once they are actually given a gift to Spain, I think they'll get excited about it. I have a feeling that the video unveiling that's in my head that I just described is actually going to be like, what? <laughs> when? <laughs> you mean like in the summer, right? What Tomorrow? are we going to eat there? 
Well, <laughs> yeah, it, so we'll see. Um, but I will get the video and we'll, we'll see what happens. It should be great. Um, so the week of January 13th, Heather and I will be talking about current events and our holiday adventures. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just ages from now. It does seem like a long time away. Yeah, but you can keep hearing us. In the meantime, you'll keep, you'll keep hearing our voices. So speaking of um, getting back into current events, which we will hopefully do at some point, I have a true confession for you before we get to the grab bag. Okay. I am not following the impeachment news. <laughs> I'm not anymore. I I mean, and by the time people hear this, I mean, who knows like what's going on. But to me, kind of like uh, like I, I said, I'm a very we're a very secular family at mm-hmm. my house and kind of like religion. It's like fine to me if you're into it. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. And I just I can't make myself care about people arguing with each other mm-hmm. like I, I i can't you know and it's funny because i was thinking how i almost got super super into this i was considering a run for office i had right. a bunch of people come to me and say we think you'd be a really good candidate and if i got into it i would be really into it like and i would like have to go change entire systems and i would have to you know like mm-hmm. i i would be really into it and i mean maybe that's a someday you know who knows but right now all right. Are you following it? Do you well, care? I mean, I, of course we care, but I can't follow it. It's yeah, it's kind of a little bit of both. I didn't plan to follow it. And then I had um, some work I needed to do in Georgia and I was spending a lot of time driving, like three hours a day driving. Mm-hmm. And I like to listen to NPR mm-hmm. and the NPR signal is pretty strong um, throughout the area where I was driving. And so I did not realize that the impeachment hearings were were going on mm-hmm. until I turned on the radio and it was all all happening. There's no other choice. I got sucked yeah. in mm-hmm. and I started listening to the questioning and I would get I would kind of be back and forth between fascinated and also really angry because I just was listening to the different well, okay, I should back up. I have a very cynical view of politics and, and the people who work in politics. And so I was coming from a biased place of these people are being manipulative and they're just stoking the fire gotcha. of, di- of division. Mm-hmm. So I listened to it for about like that week that like, we were like two days that I was driving and I listened to then, but I haven't paid any attention since then. I uh, used to date a guy who was like, you don't pay attention to the news to my liking, basically. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see it. I don't, it's right. it's not what I want. And he's like, all you want is like news about like a truckload of puppies getting rescued, <laughs> you know, like, and I'm like, that's exactly what I want. I want to hear good news. I want to hear happy things. And I'm putting on my oblivion cap. And I'm okay with that. I enjoy now. having mine on as mm-hmm. well. And I, I'm okay with that for now. All right. Well, coming up to the grab bag, Heather, this show will be the last show that airs in 2019. Mm-hmm. Since this will come out on the 27th. And we are launching into a new decade. I know. <gasps> so excited. And I'm feeling really uh, pensive about this. Are you? I'm feeling really reflective and mm. very thoughtful. Um, 
my son always cries for the current year. Mm. Like he's uh, like always so sad to see something go away. Yeah. I don't know as I'm necessarily sad to see this decade go away. Um, I'm happy to launch into the twenties. Yeah. But I'm looking back at the decade as a whole and I want to talk about our highs and lows of the last 10 years. Oh my gosh. And I want to say that like for me, like I've been thinking a lot lately about I'm a year zero birthday. So when I launch into a new decade, I also launch into a new decade of my life. So this year will be my 40s. So in so in 2020, oh, I see in what October, you mean. I will turn 40 years old. So the last decade, the 10s here, this was my 30s. Mm-hmm. And this like and I think that that's kind of a fun coincidence and yeah. I think that I think that perhaps I've talked to a lot of year zero birthdays lately, like people who are launching into their 50s, people who are launching into their 30s. And I think that these these year zero people like we kind of look at a decade just an extra level higher than some other people because it's going to correspond with our whatever. Yeah, I've never thought of that before. Yeah. So I want to kind of. Give me a rundown of your of your decade, Heather. Give oh my me some, gosh. Give me some highs, some lows, some got to think all the way back to 2010 to start. Like, do you remember New Year's Eve 2000? Do you remember when it became 2010? I'd have to go back through my Facebook history and see. <laughs> <laughs> well, in 2010, I only had one child. Mm-hmm. And, um, and also in 2010, I had actually just had a miscarriage. Oh. Yeah. And I, because my, I got pregnant relatively soon in 2011. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, in 2010, I had a miscarriage. And then, um, and then in 2011, my next child was born. Um, I've had a good decade. Good. I mean, there have been, of course, if I went back and really like examined it, there would be highs and lows. But for the most part, 2011 is when I launched my business. Oh, awesome. And so that Congratulations. was... Congratulations. Yeah. And so I'm coming up on nine years of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was... Nine years. Congrats. That's awesome. Well, it's not nine years yet. I just hit eight years. So it'll right. be nine years mm-hmm. in 2020. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Let's see. I also ran a bunch of marathons. Cool. In in the 2000 teens. Mm-hmm. Is that what we, we would call them? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't usually look back. Yeah, I know. But I think there's some good in it sometimes. I think oh, for to sure. be reflective and to whatever. You know, I am looking so forward. I'm look I feel like my forties I've said this before and I've probably even said it on air. I know I've said it to you, that we're coming into the decade of Chrissy. Like you know how the Chinese <laughs> have like the year of the dog, the year of like whatever. This is the decade of Chrissy that we are launching into. My forties is gonna be Forties are great. I can like, tell you I've got some a little bit of experience in the forties. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Yeah. I feel like, so I kind of, you know, I've, I had, I've had a little more time to think about it than you and kind of look back at my decade. Mm-hmm. I've also written a couple of stories about it. This has been of kind of kind of top of mind <laughs> for me lately. But 2010, mm-hmm. my dad died. Mm. Crappy start to your decade. Yeah. And 2016, my mom died. Aw. Boo. Yeah, you'll be glad to see this, yeah. this decade leave. Uh, 2017, I got divorced. (laughs) (laughs) I fell in love and then I got left. 
So that was cool. That was all 2017. Uh, that was awesome. Um, my children went from babies to kids in this decade. So that was yeah. kind of a good part of the decade. You know, it was fun. Like 2010, April of 2010, my son would have turned one. Mm-hmm. So, and now he's like a full-fledged kid. Yeah. He's 10 years old and he's, you know, like, and I don't know, my daughter went from toddler to mm-hmm. like she's a middle schooler. Yeah. You know, so that was a big one. And I really look forward to the next decade. The next decade, my children will go from kid to adult. Yeah. Which is just crazy, you know? Um, so personally, I had a lot of crappy things happen in the decade, but professionally, it was a good decade. Yeah. Um, my business uh, in 2015 is when I took on my private equity partner, you know, and it, I've, the business has grown 10 times in right. size, you know, which has been really neat. I started a podcast and decided that I work <laughs> in entertainment now. <laughs> So now I'm in entertainment. So I'm really looking forward to see what my life in entertainment looks like in my 40s. Because mm-hmm. kind of a, a career shift. If this yeah. works out, we'll see what happens. We're going to make it work out. <laughs> We're what do you mean make if? It, I mean, when this works yeah. out. Like when when we are, you know, the new Oprahs. Right. You know, Oprah times two. Yeah. Plural. It takes both of us to become an Oprah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's a pretty impressive woman, so it would take two of us yeah, to Yeah, exactly. So it takes both of us to equal one <laughs> Oprah. Um, but yeah, that'll be fun this decade that's coming up, you know. Um, I don't know. I feel like I kind of came into my own in this mm-hmm. decade, and now I feel like the next decade I get to live in my own. Oh, that's the is, best feeling. Yeah, really exciting. Yeah. Would you change things about this last decade? Do you have regrets? I don't really have any regrets. Um, no regrets. I always think that. I always think about that tattoo every time when someone says no regrets, no regrets. Yeah. I probably do have some regrets. <laughs> but no, I learned, I decided a long time ago to not dwell on regrets because I don't know that I would change anything i've seen enough movies that have convinced me to not ever mess with the past (laughs) that i would not change anything because i really am one of those people who firmly believes everything happens for a reason and that everything does ultimately work out Mm -hmm. i took a, a lot of leaps of faith in the past decade you know jumping out and you know leaving a lucrative and and safe career in nonprofit management to start a private health coaching business in mm-hmm. a time when wellness as a profession is still in its infancy. Right. Uh, that, that, you know, that was a, a kind of like a leap of faith, you know, it really like faith in myself mm-hmm. and faith that everything was going to work out. Okay. Um, but no, I mean, I'm sure that there were some things that at the time I wish I had done differently, but overall, Nah, that's it's I'm over it now. We've kind of had a theme the past few episodes of like we are both firm believers of it all will work out how it's supposed to in the end, you know, and I I don't know. I kind of feel that way that way, too. I feel like, yeah, as bad as some things, as rough a decade as my 30s turned out to be and as many changes and transitions and major major losses like those are losses that last a lifetime right you know um yeah your your marriage your mm-hmm. family you know right. um 
So major, major losses, but I, I wouldn't change it still, right. you know, like, and I still remain excited about what's ahead. And I think that that is the main lesson for anyone to get out of any negatives that come into your life is that there's still so much beauty and excitement and, yeah. you know, wonder ahead of you and living in that mindset is I was at a coaching workshop once with some fellow coaches and the person who was facilitating the event asked a question is when we were we were doing some life visioning and that's a big passion thing for me is life vision and helping people craft a vision for their lives. And one of the questions that our facilitator asked was, um, you know, if you look into the future and you see your future self, what what is she doing? And I looked into the future and to see what I felt like my future self was doing. And she was waving wildly, excitedly saying, you are not going to believe it. Hurry up and get here because this is amazing. That's cool. And so when you use the words like contemplative and pensive about the 2020s, I am like a horse behind the the gate Mm -hmm. ready to go. Me too. I can't not wait and I just I just know it is going to be on like donkey Kong. <laughs> it's good I, I see good things ahead too yeah so I, and I like that I like that idea of of envisioning where you want to be and I've spent some time like I said I was thinking about my kids and I was thinking about that they went from baby to big kid and I love that like I mean Babies are adorable, they're sweet, they're wonderful, and they're kind of hard, you know? A lot like a, hard. Like, and you're still learning how to be a parent, and you're still <laughs> learning how to function, you know, on very little sleep and whatnot. And where I am with my kids right now is just beautiful. Yeah. Like, oh, I love this right now. It's so great. And I think the older they get, the more friendly we can become, you know, mm-hmm. the, the less I have to discipline them and shape them and blah, 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 blah. And the more we just get to enjoy each other. And so when I think about like this decade and them coming into their adulthood, I think how neat that's going to be. I think, I mean, it makes me apprehensive, obviously, you know, but, but I also think how neat that's going to be. But then I find myself thinking about what do I want to do with myself as they grow up, you know, 10 years from now, they will be 20 and 22. They'll be, mm-hmm. you know, launching out into their own lives and into their, like, not under my wing, not under my household anymore. Mm-hmm. And what am I going to do with myself? You know, what, like, what, and so I think about, I, <laughs> I think about what it's going to be like to be an empty nester right now while I'm nowhere near it because, the, you know, I like to do that, that visioning. I like to do, yeah. you know, that, that kind of thought. And I think that, you know, that's a really fun exercise. So I I have some changes in my work life right now that have made me think more about that. Like since I don't I don't really work um, day to day mm-hmm. in my company, um, I don't really I, I don't have a job to report to right. necessarily. Mm-hmm. And I love that right now at this stage in the game because I get to spend most of my time being their mom, mm-hmm. you know, and. And that's exactly what I want to do. And I don't take for granted for a second 
how fortunate I am, especially as a single mother, Mm -hmm. that I can still be pretty much a full-time mom, you know, and like I'm I'm kind of a stay-at-home mom, you know, and a single mom. And that's a very rare special thing. And it's a luxury. But I think about well, what am I going to do when I'm not like when, when momming isn't my full-time gig, like right now mm-hmm. I love dedicating my time to that. Right. You know, I, I absolutely love it. It's the most wonderful use of my time that I can think of, you know? Right. Um, but it's fun to think about, well, what will I do next? Like, yeah. will I go be CEO of a company again? Mm-hmm. Will I, well, I mean, obviously we're going to be yeah. Ultra. I think we've got know, big plans. Yeah. <laughs> we've got big plans. Like, it's really fun to think about, like, what's the next phase of a, of a career? What's the next whatever? Um, and I read an article. A friend of mine um, posted an article about rethinking um, old age, rethinking mm-hmm. longevity and whatnot. And this article kind of posited that we have added 30 years of life expectancy Okay. In the last hundred years, basically. right? You yeah. Know? So, so we, like we and what we've basically done in terms of how we think about this is we have tacked it onto old age, and systems are not designed. Life is not designed to support a four-decade retirement. Right. So we're still retiring at sixty, you know, or whatever, or trying to plan to retire at sixty. Right. And so this article was a a study basically and some positing on how do we rethink what life looks like? How do we rethink how long people are children? How long, you know, mm. we, education goes like, when do we reeducate? When do we shift careers? When do we do all these things? And that's kind of like, we're, we're in the midst of the, of these things, you know, like you can have multiple careers now you can, you know, you can work longer. You can do things that you like more. You can volunteer. Mm-hmm. And this also got into an interesting conversation, you know, not in the article, but in our social circle. Later, we started to talk about that this is great. And conceptually, that's wonderful, you know, to rethink, you know, how long we get our education and, Mm -hmm. you know, how long we keep our children with us and all these things. But it's really only a thing that people of privilege can even consider. Right. And I don't know. I just think that that's really interesting, too, you know. so. I feel like as we come into this new decade, we also need to be thinking about solving problems for five or six decades from now, you know, when and people are living longer and people are, you know, doing different things. And what, what does life look like? You know, real futurist view. Well, I don't ever really think that far ahead. I used to. I used to think really far ahead and and make plans and make decisions about how I would feel about things in the future. And then I would get to the future and I didn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. And over time, I have made more short-term plans. Mm-hmm. And one thing I really like to do is um, take that, take a little, maybe a draft of the future. Mm-hmm. I really believe strongly that we create our own future. Mm-hmm. Um, or that uh, at the very least we can influence as much as what we, as what we can. And I like to take a draft of my future and live in it for a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, try it on and and see how I like it, knowing that there's a there's likelihood that by the time I get to that, I will have 
modified it. You know, I will have revised and revised. Um, but one thing I like to do is is c- come up with like a sample day, like a, an example of how would I like to be spending my That's time, cute. and then just <laughs> live a day like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I will. I actually um, have already gone into January and mapped out how I want my life to be in January. And we'll see when I get there whether or not if you really like it if I, if it yeah mm-hmm. if I like it mm-hmm. but but isn't that the fun of it that we get to say I think I would like this and then we have the extraordinary privilege to get to go try it absolutely you know? like it, that, that, like to get to go let's let's see let's see what happens here I don't you know? think enough people do that mm-hmm. I, I think that so many of us feel like we're victims of circumstance. And that, well, this is my life. This is what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear that all the time. I think, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It might be a lot of work to change it. But yes. you absolutely Some people can. have an easier time with the flexibility to mm-hmm. make change. Or ha- like for me, I have a rental property that throws me a monthly income the a pretty sure bet you know what mm-hmm. i mean that they that they will continue to pay their rent you know it's right. corporate rental you know that they will continue to pay their rent that i will continue to be able to live which mm-hmm. allows me more easily than most to get to go explore what i would really like to be doing yeah and so yay yay for me that mm-hmm. i happen to have that that's great and it definitely would be harder like if i didn't have that and suddenly i needed you know to be full-time employed somewhere to, right. you know, continue to live and function, then that would change how quickly and how adaptably I would be able to try the new things, you know, and try the new way of life or whatever. But um, I like to think that I would still be doing it, you know, that I would still, like, when I was done with my 40-hour week, that I would still say, well, what do I really want to be doing and how am I going to get there? You know, I do have to work. You know, I don't have an outside source of income that I don't have to contribute to 40 hours or more out of the week, you know. Mm -hmm. And and so, you know, I I can speak from the position of being someplace, being on the other side of that of, um, yeah, I work probably 50 to 60 hours a week and, you know, to earn you know the cash flow and you know not all by myself even my husband of course really is more of the breadwinner but um i i can't imagine having that be oh gosh am i okay i'm gonna say it i can't imagine that being enough i can't imagine getting to the end of the day and and just saying okay well that's it i don't get to do anything else I actively work on creating the right. life that I want. Mm-hmm. And I always have. Mm-hmm. I, I have always been actively creating the life that I want. I mean, I am not sure what the alternative is. I've never been able Com- to be content. I right. Yeah. I think that, you know, I think it's a combination of, well, some people may call it contentment. Some may call it com- um, complacency. I have never been able to be content. <laughs> this is, I've never been able 
to accept my circumstances as the best it could ever be. I have been happy and say this is enough. Right. But I've always been able to to see how I could make it better and want to make it better. Very Hamilton. <laughs> Very Hamilton. I think that people should spend some uh, time this uh, new New Year's season because we're past Christmas now. So in your in your last few days of this year, I want you to listen to Hamilton on Spotify or whatever your platform of choice is. <laughs> and I want you to think about, you know, your last decade, your next decade, what where you envision yourself and where you what you're going to make happen. Because I believe in you listeners that you can make it happen. Oh yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. Nobody else is going to. Right. That's right. So yeah, just take let's take our decade and review and spend a little bit of time. Go engage with us about what your goals are, what your biggest triumphs were in the last decade and what you're looking forward to mm-hmm. most of all in this next decade. Um, we just want to say goodbye to you for 2019 <laughs> and say, you know, keep, keep listening. And in mid January, we'll tell you about our holiday adventures and we've got a couple more things geared up for you uh, for the start of your new year. So happy, happy close to your decade and happy new year. Yeah. Deep voice guy, how'd we do? I think you ladies did absolutely fabulous. And for those of you looking to increase your dosage, make sure to connect with The Chrissy and Heather Show on Facebook and Instagram.